0: All right, the choice, let's get into this today. We, we started off this series on, on talking about loving life, the choice, how to come out of the doldrums of life, that place where the enemy wants to get us. It's a very small place, it's on the equator, and one, the northern wind goes clockwise, and the southern of the equator goes counterclock, and they disqualify each other, and there's a place there that the captain of the ships knew do not get there, because there's no coming out, because there will never be a wind blowing there, and you will starve to death, and eventually everyone dies. And how many knows that's where the enemy wants to get us in life? That he wants us in that doldrum where there's nothing happening, and you feel like there's no way out. And we talked about that, and then last Sunday, Pastor Brad brought an amazing message on attitude matters. And how many knows that every day there's a choice that we make, that either this is going to be a day of gloom and doom, or this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. And I'm gonna to choose to rejoice and be glad in it that our attitude determines our altitude. And, and so attitude matters. And today I wanna to talk to you on making a choice of just take a breath and breathe again. How many's ever felt that place in life? You feel like everything's just happening at one time and it's just like suffocating and you just need to walk outside and just, oh, just take a breath of fresh air, right? and just convince yourself that it's gonna be okay. And I wanna to talk to you about that today. You see, the source of a moment or a season of fresh air in mind and your life today is found in the person that I wanna to talk to you about today that that's confusing to a lot of people and, and because of there's some of this mystical and, and really some really strong false teaching that's been done on him, that many people are afraid of this area of life, but it's the reason that many are struggling so hard to be a Christian, is you're trying to do it in your own ability, and you're missing the third part of the Godhead and the Trinity, and he's called the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk to you about this wind, and this breath that God wants to bring into every one of our life. And it may be a moment, it may be a season, but this, this time that you just take a breath and inhale, and, and let the Holy Spirit come and just breathe new life. It's a choice. Because how many knows you can stay mad if you want to? You can stay discouraged if you want to. You, you can stay sick if you want to. You can stay broke if you want. You can stay defeated if you want to. Or I can choose to just inhale and begin to call things as though they're not even though, as though they are, even though they're not. I can begin to operate in a level of faith and expectation and just take a breath of fresh air, and let the Holy Spirit bring new life to us and I want to talk to you about that today because you know we can talk about the Father. And we all can grab that, like, I, I can get that, the Father, God the Father, because I have a Father, a natural Father, That, and so I can see Him. I can get to know His characteristics, and so the Father, that that doesn't bother me. I want to know the Father, and then we can talk about Jesus, the Son, and we're like, hey, I'm all about Jesus, man. You know, I, I get to see Him. I can read about Him. I can touch Him. I, I can testify of who He is in my life, and And then we say the Holy Spirit, and in the Bible, it talks about the Holy Ghost 800 times the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is mentioned in the Bible, and we don't do good there because we just don't do ghosts. You know, just like that one, I don't, you know, I'll take, can we just have the two parts of the Trinity and kind of set that third one over on the side because I don't get that one. I want to try to help clarify some things to some of you today and just bring some simple understanding on who the the breath, the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to be in your life today. And just like Jesus is with salvation, the Holy Spirit is a choice that you make every day on empowerment and freshness and a new season that you're going to walk in God. You with me today? And so I want us to really look at this, all right? Deuteronomy, let's go to our text. Let's read it together. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death. Amen. God said, I've, I've got heaven as a witness that I've set before you a choice every day that you can choose life or you can choose death. You can choose blessings or you can choose curses. But I want to encourage you choose life. That, that every day you and I have a choice to make. And so I want to talk to you today on this, this choice of just breathing again. To, to, how many has ever been in a place where it became stagnant? And, and you're in there, and you, you know you're breathing old air. You know, it's like secondhand smoke, right? It'll still do the same damage in you. And, and, and it's the same way in life that we can't keep breathing secondhand air that God wants to bring a freshness into your life today, and that's a choice, because we can choose to stay on the edge of the doldrums, Or he said you've got a choice to make life or death, blessing or cursing, so choose life. And so I wanna talk to you today because the source of this breath, the source of this whim, is who we call in Scripture the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible was not written in English. The original manuscripts, and we got many people in our church that, that are brand new in the kingdom. I, I get amazing emails from some of you, and you say, I know this sounds like a stupid, I hear, I hear that all the time, I know this sounds like a stupid question, but what does that mean in the scripture over there? What what does that mark mean? What does that mean there? And, and they're not stupid questions, There's people growing in God. And, and And when we understand that the scripture was not written in English, in the Old Testament it was written in Hebrew. And in the New Testament, it was written in Greek. And as I said 800 times, the word spirit or ghost is mentioned. But the fact is, neither one of those words, spirit or ghost, is the proper term to recognize and to demonstrate who the Holy Spirit is. But it was the best word that they could get from the English translation. It was the best word they could come up with to try to really describe Who the Holy Spirit really is in our life. Because define when. Well, it, uh, you know, it goes this way. No, it went that way yesterday. It it was hard. Now it's not at all. It's hard to define when, uh, define breath. And so they had to come up with some words in the English that could help us understand the original meaning of who the Holy Spirit is, and they came up with these two words, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And those two words freak a lot of people out. So I wanna bring you to their original meaning and what they really mean, because in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew word, it's ruach, R-U-W-A-C, it's in your notes, ruach. And it means, not ghost, not spirit, it means a wind, a breath, a violent exaltation, exhalation, a blast of breath. It's not talking about a spirit, it's not talking about a ghost, it's talking about a breath, when God breathes. That's who the Holy Spirit is. When we see in Genesis chapter one, verse two, the very second scripture in the Bible, the Bible says in verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in the second verse, it says, now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit. And when you look at the original writing in the Hebrew there, it does not mean spirit. Why did I just tell you? It means wind. It means breath. It means a blast of air. And what God did in heaven that day is in the beginning, the earth was nothing but watery elements cast into space as you study that scripture out. But then it was formless, it was void, it had no purpose. But God in heaven, he reached over it and he breathed. And he just went, And all of that that was empty, form, and dark became alive and came together and had purpose in life. And can I tell you, that's who the Holy Spirit is in mind in your life today. He wants to come into your life every morning and just go, Amen. and take all of your darkness and all of your stuff and all of the mess and all of that stuff that's not making any sense and begin to pull it together and make something out of it. Amen. Go to the Greek, the New Testament word. Numa, the peace, silent, Numa, and what does it mean? In the New Testament, same thing, a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. And so the greatest single word to describe the third person of the Trinity is really not spirit and it's really not ghost, it's wind and it's breath. And so the Holy Spirit is the breath of God breathing inside of you and I, the wind of God blowing inside of you and I that brings new life, brings expectation, brings hope. It takes the word and makes it alive. It takes a worship song and lets it speak into your heart. It takes a move of God and you begin to feel that within you that he's not someone out there that's a mystical ghost or spirit. No, he's a breath. He's a wind that he wants to breathe inside of you and I that takes everything God has for us and makes it come alive inside of us. He said, you have this choice. You can live or you can die. You can be blessed or you can cursed. But you choose life. John 6, read this with me. The Spirit, put it back into the context of its original meaning, the wind... It breathes a blast of air. It gives life. The wind, the breath gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. But look at what he says. The words I have spoken to you are breath, wind, life. Are you seeing how it takes on a whole new meaning now? that it's not just a spirit, it's not, it's not just this mystical ghost out there that the words that I have spoken to you are spirit. He's saying, no, I want you to make a choice that you understand the words that I have spoken to you. You shall not die, but you shall live. And, and, and five women in our church right now, it was three, now it's five women in this church have been diagnosed with cancer in the last three weeks. But Jesus said that word, Two of them were, or one of them was at prayer Saturday morning. Just got the report. She'll be here in our third service. Brand new family in our church But man, God gave her a word in that prayer meeting yesterday morning through one of our trustees as God spoke to him and through him to her. And it was a word of life. It was a rhema word that came forth and tears began to pour down her faith. And a hopeless woman stepped into a realm of hope because the Holy Spirit is not just a mystical ghost out there. He's a present breath. He's a present wind that says, I'll take that word that says, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. He's a friend closer than a brother. No weapon formed against me. He said, I want to take that word that I've spoken to you. They are breath. They are wind. And they are life inside of you. Come on, you with me today? How can the church be complacent and sad and depressed when we've got the wind that wants to breathe inside of us fresh every day? So I wanna share with you very quickly, very simple message today, three characteristics of wind. So if the Holy Spirit's a wind, what's it gonna look like? Well, it's three characteristics of wind. Number one, wind is unseen. Amen. Wind is unseen. You, can't, you, you can see the effects of wind. Trees are blowing, flags are blowing. You can see the effect of wind, but you can't see wind. The same is with the Holy Spirit. We get to experience the effects of his power, but we don't see him. And this bothers some because they desire to see before they believe or desire him. But you see, I believe that God did this on purpose. He would not allow us to see the Holy Spirit because he doesn't want you to see him, he wants you to experience him. And the only way you can understand wind is to experience it. Anybody here through Opal? and Aaron, and Ivan, and I can go on down the list. How many knows, we didn't see the wind, but we experienced it? Come on, and that's what God did with the Trinity. He said, I'm gonna let you get to know the Father. I'm gonna let you get to see the Son, but you've gotta experience the wind. You're not going to get to just see him go, Oh, I believe now because I see. No. He said you, the, the Holy Spirit is going to be an experience inside of you with a power and with a breath and with a wind that's going to come. And he's going to make that word alive inside of you. He's going to take that worship song and let it bring you into my presence. He's going to be alive inside of you. He's the wind. You can't see him, you've got to experience him. You see, there's nothing that can compare to the manifest presence of God. Can I say today, you don't need me, your pastor. You don't need a PowerPoint to put everything on a screen or cool lights and fog machines on a stage. You know what, we, I pray this every day for you. I pray this over your life. Every day, all you need is one second, one moment in the presence of God, and you'll be convinced that all of this is real. You can come here and I can preach my heart out to you and I try every Sunday and and we can bring the best worship that we can bring with our gifts and talents and we can put on the best presentation and we wanna give God excellence in everything we do and you can walk out of here and never have a life-changing encounter with God but if you just let the Holy Spirit come and touch you one second, one moment in your life, he'll convince you, my friend, that this is real. There's something powerful about this. This isn't a religion. This is a relationship with a living God and a living Savior. Just one moment with him. You see, I don't know. I, I, I hear this all the time. I, I don't know, Pastor. I, we, we had every Sunday, my wife's with me, she's a witness. We have people stopping almost weekly, and, 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 and it's so fun, man, because we have so many new converts coming here, and they're not church folks. They're just unchurched, and they're like, we hear this so often. I don't know what happened. I don't know what this is really all about. All I know is I felt something in there today that's real. I hear that so much when people walking out our doors. I, I can't explain it. I never felt it before, but y'all need to get a bunch of Kleenex in here because I don't even get in the building yet and I'm crying and, and, and there's something. What is it? It's called the wind. It's called the breath of God and he wants to take your brokenness. He wants to take your messed up life. He wants to take your hurt and pain and he wants to speak and breathe life into you. We're trying to see him start getting to know him. Experience him. John 20, 29 says, then Jesus told him, doubting promise. would not it easy for us to get there? I don't care how much we know. Come on, join me. I mean, this gospel preaches easy when your world's fine. But you got to walk it when your world's upside down. And, And I have to confess, there's been times that I didn't go to Jesus and go, Yeah, I'm like the the guy, you know, the father goes, yeah, I believe, but now help me with my unbelief. Come on, anybody else with me? And he's talking to Doubting Thomas, and he says, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen me, and yet they believe. You know, the only way that group can exist is through the wind and the breath of the Holy Spirit of heaven that Jesus wants to breathe inside of us the third part of the Godhead and the Trinity. He's not this ghost. He's not this mystical person out there that wants to make you jump chairs and act stupid and be crazy and and, and all of that kind of stuff that the church has tried to make it all out to be. No, he's not wanting to that. He wants to breathe life inside of you that makes everything else real and powerful. Number two, not not only is the wind unseen, the wind is unpredictable. That's why they have that orange cone at the airport. Anybody fly here? It's great to fly, amen? As long as it lands, all right? I know, I see people doing this. You believe that scripture, lo, I'm with you always, right? <laughs> I, I ain't getting up there. Mm-mm, we're driving. But, but they have an orange cone. That's why they have an air controller up there because the plane has to land against the wind. And today they may come in from the north, but tomorrow they may come in from the south or even an hour from now. They may come in from a different way because the plane cannot land land with a tailwind. It has to come against the wind to land properly. And so they adjust to the wind. You don't adjust the wind to your plan. And the Holy Spirit, the wind, the breath of God is unpredictable. It's going to change. You can't predict how the Holy Spirit wants to breathe and blow into your life today. The God we serve, and I love this, how many's glad, he's unpredictable. How many's glad, it would be boring if you could come here and go, let me tell you what God's gonna do today. We already know, he did it like this for the last 30 years, we know what's gonna happen. That would be boring. Because you see this, but this unpredictable thing about God, it messes with a lot of people's mind because we want God to be super orderly and controllable. But John 3, 8, Jesus answered, and he put it like this. He said, the wind, the pneuma, the Holy Spirit, the rock, the breath, the wind is mentioned for the first time in his actual word right here. He didn't say the Spirit He didn't say the Holy Ghost. He used the proper word. For the first time in the Bible, it's used properly in our language. The wind blows wherever it pleases. And he's referring to who we know as the Holy Spirit right here because that is the word that is used right now, the New Testament Greek word for Holy Spirit, pneuma. The pneuma, the breath, the wind of the Holy Spirit blows wherever it pleases You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit or the wind. You cannot pin God down to doing things a certain way. Remember in the Bible where the man came to Jesus with his friend that was blind, and he had watched Jesus, and he knew Jesus that every person he touched, he healed them? And so he came to Jesus with his blind friend and he said, hey Jesus, hey, I need you to do the hand thing on my buddy here. You know, do the hand thing. Just touch him and he'll be all right. And Jesus looked at him, go, oh, you think it's in the hands? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and he spits in the dirt and makes a mud pie. Can you imagine this church goer going, don't do that. No, 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 no. This is his first time here, Jesus. Don't. No, you're going to turn him off to everything, Jesus. You're going to turn him off. Don't do it like that. Do the hand thing, Jesus. The hand. Just do the hand thing. Jesus, you think it's in the hand? It ain't in the hand. It's in the breath. It's in the wind. And he took that mud and stuck it in the guy's eyes and he could see. And while the churchgoer's freaking out, he ain't never coming back. He's coming back. He can see. Yes. Yes. We're over here trying to put God. Some of you freaked out already if you brought a friend right now on Sunday morning going, Holy, why are you preaching on the Holy Spirit today? I brought a guest, my God. Of all the topics, Pastor, you gotta pick this one today. Because we wanna predict See, God loves showing up in the most unpredictable manners, shocking the fire out of people in a way of allowing no one or nothing to get glory but Him. I was in a deer stand Thursday morning up in Kentucky. It's our last morning there. I was 20 foot up. I just got a text from my daughter, Natalie, that they had spotted cancer in one of the lymph nodes when they took out her uh, thyroid got that report, I was praying for you, I was just up there praying, some about 20 foot up in the woods, man, you can pray there, you know what I mean? I love doing it, it's one of the most spiritual two weeks of my life, it really is. And I was up there, and I mean, out of nowhere, I'm just up there and fine, I mean, wasn't any like like boo-hoo or nothing like that, I was just, you know, wasn't even thinking nothing, just praying and looking for a deer, you know? Nothing out of the ordinary, wasn't no spiritual camp meeting going on. And I mean, out of nowhere, just old song, Help Me Shirley back there,
1: Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe. breathe On me, let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God. Now breathe on me, let it breathe on me, let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. I can tell you, hunting was over.
0: Man, I climbed down out of that stand. I went down to a hillside, and me and Jesus had a, just a camp meeting going on, man. I'm telling you, I had an hour and a half prayer meeting, just me and God. I'm telling you, he's unpredictable. You're hearing, I'm wanting you to get it. He's not, he don't care about where you're at. He cares, but it, you're, where you're at in life doesn't control what he can do and when he can show up. The wind, the breath of the Holy Spirit's unpredictable, man. He'll show up in your life at the most unexpected time and place. Are you with me today? The Bible says, he just said, you can't tell where it comes from. You can't determine where it's going. You just know when it gets there. Hallelujah. Number three, let me hurry here. Wind is powerful. Wind is powerful. Wind generates electricity. It powers ships. It destroys cities. We've experienced it here with hurricanes. And I want to tell you today, the God that you and I serve is a powerful God. You shall receive power after that, the Holy Spirit, the wind, the breath. You shall receive power after that, the breath or the wind of God breathes inside of you. That's what he was saying in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the wind, the breath, not this ghost, not this mystical thing out there. No, God, the father, God, the son. And when his spirit, when his breath, when his wind breathes inside of you, you shall receive a supernatural power that's going to fill your heart, that you'll choose life, not death. You'll choose blessing, not cursing. There's an authority, there's a power that comes inside of us when we breathe the Breath and the wind of the Spirit of God inside of us. Supernatural power that goes beyond our natural ability. An intellectual gospel will only be sufficient to create a God that's no bigger than you. I need to say that again. An intellectual gospel, you can have all the knowledge, and I'm pro knowledge, I'm always studying but you can have an intellectual gospel and know all the scripture with all the Greek and all the Hebrew. But if you do not have an encounter with the breath and the wind of God, your God is no bigger than your brain and your intellect. But I need a God bigger than what this brain can comprehend, exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. Tommy Hinn laid in the hospital 24 days with zero chance to live. But then suddenly, suddenly a ghost didn't walk in. A breath, a wind, blew into that hospital room. And suddenly a supernatural power showed up unpredictable, unseen. We didn't go, here he comes, here he comes. Here I see him getting off the elevator. No, he just showed up and breathed in that room and took death and reversed it into life. And I want to tell you, today he's unseen, he's unpredictable, but he's all-powerful. And he just wants to breathe inside of your heart and your life today. Acts 1, 5 through 8, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They, they, They changed the subject. It's almost like humorous here that Jesus is coming and telling them, John baptized you in water. But I'm fixing to baptize you in something far greater than water. You're about to receive the wind and the breath of the Holy Spirit. And they want to come back, and they have a little meeting, you know, and get together and go, I don't know about this spirit thing, this wind, this breath, but we need to know about our agenda. Our, You know, are we gonna, is Israel going to be restored? And they come back and throw this at Jesus, and he goes, come here, come back, get back over here because there's something more important than your agenda. Is You need the wind. You need the breath. You need the power of the Holy Spirit alive inside of you. And he said to them, It's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father is set in his own authority, but you will receive power when the when the breath comes on you. Amen. So let's look at this: a breath of heaven, breath of fresh air. Let me give it to you very quickly in five minutes. Romans 8. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. There's the word spirit, right? The breath, the wind of God. The same wind that walked in Tommy Hinn's hospital room. The same wind that walked into your room when you were spiritually dead and Jesus brought life into you. The same wind that came into your world when it was all messed up and put it together. He said, the Spirit, the wind of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies, your sickness, your marriage, your finances, all your crisis. He said, just as he raised Christ from the dead, he'll give life to your mortal bodies. How? By this same spirit, wind, or breath that's living inside of you. So can I just define, just interpret that? The breath and the wind of the God who created everything dwells inside of you and I today. That's why we can stand up and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's why we can stand up today in all the confusion that's going on in our nation right now and go, that's not our world. We're pilgrims passing through, but our world still has a king and we're fine and we're gonna be okay, and our children are gonna be okay, and our families are gonna be okay. And I don't have to understand all of that or agree with it, but my world's gonna be okay because my world is governed by a wind and a breath of the Holy Spirit who takes the Word of God and makes it alive in my life every day. So how do do I, what do I need to do to really grasp this person, the Holy Spirit? Number one, let me give these to you very quickly, let go of fears and misperceptions. If you're new in the church today and, and maybe this, this Holy Spirit thing has scared you, I just want to encourage you today, just let go of fears and, and, and misperceptions of who the Holy Spirit is. He's not this ghost out there this mystical and he's not this, this power out there that's going to make you do crazy, stupid things and, and no, that's not what he's all about. He's a wind a breath that simply wants to empower you and I to let the rest of this book, the gospel, become a reality within us. That's what he wants to do. And so get rid of fears and misperceptions. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Amen. Number two is you got to go all in. Yeah. You can't do this halfway. Did you hear me? You can't serve God halfway. How many's tried that? You know, I'm going to give God enough to get to heaven. And it's just a matter of time, doldrum, Amen. stagnant, dead. You, you gotta go all in, my friend, get rid of the fears and, and the misperceptions of who the Holy Spirit is. And now I want you to just go all in and just ask God, just ask God, Lord, whatever you've got that's real, I want it. I don't have to understand it all, don't have to figure it all out, I just, whatever you've got, I want. And Holy Spirit, I want you, as I pray to God the Father, and I pray, Jesus, the Son, I pray, Holy Spirit, let your breath, let your wind be alive and breathe inside of me today. And whoever you are and whatever you want to do, I want to know you, I want to experience you. I want to know that you're real in my life. Jeremiah said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I want to challenge you today in your prayer life, my friend, whether you're brand new in the church or you've been in it like I have all your life, I want you to pray to the Father, honor him, pray to the Son, Jesus, and give him honor, but pray to the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the Godhead, and ask him every day, breathe in me. Let your breath, let your wind be the source of my life and my strength. Number three, develop an intimate friendship with him. Our friendship, our relationship with the Holy Spirit should not be a distant relationship that just takes place on Sunday morning during a 25-minute, 30-minute worship service. He should be someone that we spend some time with every day. We just let him breathe into our heart. How many need a breath of fresh air today? Just inhale. I don't know about you, but I need that every day. The Holy Spirit wants to be that in mind in your life every day. Cause when we breathe and we receive that wind, I now receive the power, the authority inside of me that I can share the gospel in ways that I couldn't share it in my own. Cause I'm insecure, I'm afraid, I'm timid. But I will receive power after that, the wind, the breath breathes inside of me and I will be his witness. in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the world. When he breathes inside of us, all of a sudden a faith arises that we can lay hands on the sick and God's gonna heal them and they're gonna recover. When he breathes inside of us, all of a sudden we're taken to a whole new level. That doesn't happen in an occasional encounter. That happens through a daily relationship. He wants to breathe inside of you and bring a fresh air. And I wanna challenge you every day, every morning of of your life, before you face the world and other people, spend some time with the Father, Spend some time with Jesus, the Son. Spend some time with the Holy Spirit. Let Him breathe some wind and some breath inside of you. Paul said in Corinthians, the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Look at Him, He's mentioning the Trinity. He gives us all three. The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, how I many thankful for his grace? Amen. The extravagant love of God, the Father, for God so loved the world that he gave. Yes. The intimate friendship. You, Amen. The intimate friendship, not just with God, not with the Son, but of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Let him be with you. Amen. Get to know him. Let him breathe into your heart and your life. Isaiah the prophet said, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Some of us need to let the Holy Spirit replace our iPhone. I mean, watch people today. I mean, this like can't be without it. Siri, how do I get there? Siri, how do I go there? Siri, what does this mean? Maybe we ought to be talking to the Holy Spirit more than Siri. Holy Spirit, breath, wind, how do I get there? Holy Spirit, how, how did I make this happen? Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go today? I close with Ephesians. Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit, His breath and wind, moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Wow. Making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Let the Holy Spirit become real to you today make a choice every day that today I'm going to let his wind breathe. I'm going to let his breath flow. I'm going to take a breath. and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit become real to me. Whether you're a brand new person in church today, whether you're a saint that's been in here for all your life, I'm bringing a message today that's been unheard by most of the church for generations because we've made the Holy Spirit this mystical power out there that we don't want to have anything to do with when he's a breath that breathes inside of us every day. And he wants to get to know you. And he wants you to know him today. And he wants to empower you with his wind and with the power of his spirit. Come on, how many receive God's word today? You receive it? Amen. Father, I pray over your word today that it will fall on good soil and it will produce life inside of every one of us today. That God will will not try to avoid you, but Lord, we're going to run to you. We're not afraid, God, but Lord, we're coming with expectation. God, I pray over every heart and life in here today that, that God, you just let us stand in your presence today and just inhale and exhale and take a breath and breathe again some fresh air. Say that all things are working for the good. It's going to be all right. God's got this. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer in Christ. In Jesus' name. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here right now and you say, it in," I'm not a believer right now. I, I'm brand new in this thing. I come to church today, but I, I heard this today in a way I can understand it. And I realized today that there is a Trinity and there's God and there's a Son and there's the Holy Spirit and, and God wants all three to be active inside of me in one person today. And, and I want that breath. I need that wind. I need new life. I'm tired of the doldrum of life. I'm tired of being stagnant spiritually and I'm ready for a change. Pray for me. If that's you right now, would you slip a hand up right where you sit and you can put it right back down. I just wanna pray a prayer for you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I just need Jesus in my life today, Pastor. I'm ready for a new start, a fresh beginning. Pray for me. Anyone else before we pray today? Well, wow, I'm seeing tears just pouring down cheeks. You can't make that happen. That's the spirit of God. That's the breath. That's the wind. He wants to bring life to you. Will you pray this prayer with me right now? If you raise your hand or you did not, you just need a new start, man. You need a fresh wind of heaven to breathe inside of your spirit today. Pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth, that you are Lord. Believe. In my heart, you raised from the dead. I can be saved. So right now, I come, I confess, I believe, and I receive you as my Savior.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on.